This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Donna De Silva. Now, some of you may know who she is, probably a lot of you do, or maybe even have sat under her ministry or her teaching, or maybe even read some of her books. But for those of you who do not know her, here's just a little introduction. Donna and her husband have ministered out of Bethel Church in Redding, California for over 20 years. Whether training, preaching, shifting atmospheres, which we're going to talk about today, or ministering prophetically, Donna releases people, churches, and cities into new vision and freedom. She's a very gifted minister and moves in the gifts of prophecy, tongues, healing, miracles, and faith. And I really just can't wait to hear from our guest today. Donna, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, Well, I have been studying your material. This is a subject that I was not extremely familiar with, so it's been a little bit new to me and just amazing what I've learned. So I'm excited for our our listeners today to, uh, to learn some of this as well. You have a brand new project out called Shifting Atmospheres. And let me ask you, just right off the bat, I read something in your book that you said that atmosphere around us is alive with unseen spiritual activity. Explain that. Yes, I I think a lot of times that we don't pay attention to what is talking around us or what is um, alive around us. And I think that once we begin to pay attention to that, we start understanding the whole scheme of fighting not against flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. but the powers and principalities. So there's a lot going on in the atmosphere around us. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? You know, we're talking about basically spiritual warfare here. And this is why this material is so new to me. I like that you said that a lot of the spiritual warfare approaches focus, you know, mainly on the enemy's tactics. But your teaching, Shifting Atmospheres, is teaching us to use our greatest weapon, which, of course, is is God living within us. So I, I think just that whole perspective really um, it is such a positive attitude toward it. Well, what I have found after all the years of doing spiritual warfare is the more you fight and declare and scream and pound your fists, um, you, you kind of start focusing more on what the demonic is doing mm-hmm. and a whole lot less on what God wants you to be doing. And so, yeah, we, you know, we always swing from one side to the other. And, you know, people swing from it's all demonic to there's no demons and both sides are dangerous. So right. it's, you know, it's information. Find out what the information is in those invisible realms and then use it to combat it with um, the truth of the word and with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Sure, sure. And that is one thing that that just got my attention right away was just your entire approach, your perspective on this. Now, this unseen realm that we're talking about, the spiritual activity that's going on, does this affect us in our daily lives? Absolutely. It's funny because when I teach this 
most people, like you can see light bulbs going off, like, oh, no, I had no idea. I get it now. Some people are like, you've explained my life. And other people are still mm. kind of unclear about what, how it affects them. But I don't know anyone that's not affected by what's going on around them. Well, you, you know, I think there's a phrase that's called ignorance is bliss. If you don't, if you don't know about something, I mean, where you can just be blissfully happy if you, if you don't know about something, but this is important, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't think that in this case, ignorance is bliss. I think right. ignorance um, keeps you from knowing uh, what you're fighting. Uh, I, I find that if people are struggling with anger and they just are dealing with anger and have no idea it's, it's in the atmosphere around them, then they don't realize they're being affected by it. But they are being affected because mm-hmm. they're partnering with it. Mm-hmm. So ignorance doesn't keep you safe from the unseen realm. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I mean, I, I think something that you just said is very important. A lot of people do not even know that they're being affected by this. I mean, the, the anger or different things. And it could be a negative spiritual atmosphere and they, and they don't even know it. Absolutely. I think a lot of people walk around you know, trying to be good Christians and can't figure out why they keep uh, acting out, uh, you know, inappropriately. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes if we would know what we're fighting, we could take care of it. Right. And would that help us too? I mean, if, if we're aware of it and we have knowledge of it, I know you teach about this, you know, if, if we don't have any knowledge of it, when the spiritual attacks come, then like you said, we're acting out or we're uh, reacting in ways uh, that, that we wouldn't normally, like we feel like, you know, we're being attacked or we're being sideswiped, so to speak. Yeah, I think that a lot of times we feel like we're being victimized But actually, as Christians, we have the authority over the planet, over Earth, over what's going on, over the spiritual realm. And so um, to to be able to discern what's going on, we are able to more control ourselves, you know, in in our Mm -hmm. attitudes and in who we are and our acting out. You know, I I found this to be so practical in some of the examples that you give in your teaching. Is it? Could it even be, like, affect us in the way that we treat other people? Absolutely. I I make a joke about when, you know, does anybody, and I say, don't raise your hands, but does anybody (laughs) have that person in your life where as they walking towards you, you're like, oh, please, no, Lord, no, you know, (laughs) don't walk by me. They don't see me. You know, that person that takes all your time and they just, you know, talk and talk and they really don't have anything important to say. And everyone chuckles in the audience, and I said, you know, what's happening is that person is yep. sending out a, a broadcast that, you know, I don't have anything important to say, mm-hmm. and bless their hearts. When we respond <laughs> in that, they feel it, and then they tell you more and more and more because they want to prove they have something important to say. Exactly. Uh, so we have the ability, when we understand that, to to change that and say, you know, when they, we see them coming, you know, I, I see it. If we don't say it to them, we say it to our, you know, quietly to ourselves. I see you unimportance or insignificance, and I'm not going to partner with you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it changes how we respond to what they're giving off. Sure. Just the, the simple awareness of this, I think, is the very beginning. Will you give me, what is your definition of the word um, spiritual atmospheres? What, what, how do you define that? Well, we, we look at a spiritual atmosphere as like a, 
a symbiotic relationship between the spiritual realm and the people in the area that are partnering with it. Mm -hmm. So it it becomes a pervading tone or mood. Uh, It's not specifically a demon, but it's demonic. So uh, you might have a regional spirit. You might just have a region that's covered with all of the what people have partnered with that have allowed this this demonic atmosphere to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's really more, you know, a tone or mood or a broadcast coming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Explain this to me. I have heard of people talking about the veil or the atmosphere feeling thin, being very thin, where they felt like, you know, the uh, between them and God was very thin and they could receive. And other other people may talk about uh, thick places where they felt like they couldn't get through. How does that relate to what we're talking about? Yeah, I have found, especially working in the prophetic, that there are places I go and I'm just, I'm sitting across from someone at a restaurant and I'm able to just talk to them and I'm just reading their mail, telling them what Mm. God is saying, giving them words of encouragement. That's a thin place. It's like quick downloads from the Lord. And then there are other places I was just in um, an area where I was sitting across from someone thinking I, I should have a word for them and nothing was coming. And, you know, I find that a lot of that happens in places of with a religious spirit. Mm-hmm. It just tries to shut down the prophetic. Mm-hmm. And so that would be more of a thick place, kind of like a, like you have to get, you have to come out from under the prevailing spirit, the religious spirit, in order to hear as well right. as you normally would. Right. Uh, you know, I almost can picture that, you know, when the physically, when our, when our physical weather atmosphere is thin it's like you can you can see up into the sky you can see the heavens and when it's thick like cloudy it's almost like you can't get through so that that's that's what it makes me think about when I hear that um you you give an example let's let's talk about individuals like maybe a married couple how would this would this or could this affect them if they were not aware well you know we've had all the communication studies like what did she say versus what did I hear? Mm-hmm. You know, and I look at it, you know, you, you, those are awesome communication studies, but they also need to reflect that there is a spiritual realm also messing up in the, messing us in that area. Mm-hmm. So if the husband says to you, um, hon, I want to talk to you, and you hear, oh, no, I'm in trouble, <laughs> there, there are, co- you know, we have a friend that teaches on, um, Brave Communication, Dan Fairley, and he talks about each of us has our own code book. Sure. So that I want to talk to you might mean, uh uh-oh, you know, that it could be part of the code book. But it could also be that when he says, I want to talk to you, then the enemy in this area is saying something and whispering in your ear, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not your normal code, you might feel that, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And so then you come to the conversation defensive Mm -hmm. because you're going to protect yourself. And you get to the, in, I've seen it over and over in everyone, including my own marriage. Things are like, wait a minute, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. And <laughs> and then you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute, I just took the bait. That wasn't at all coming from you. That was coming from, you know, an idea or a broadcast telling me you're in trouble. Okay, you're talking about the word broadcast. I've heard that a couple of times. Um, and and I like the way that you use that in your teaching here. And uh, one of the ways you use it, we're talking about regions and how this how this um, uh, 
gains a place of power over cities and regions. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, there there is always going to be a relationship between what people partner with and what the atmosphere tells them in order to gain power in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's virtues, there's God's um, open heavens, you know, where healings just happen all the time, sure. where people believe with faith. I mean, so um, I think of a great example is when Jesus was in Nazareth, he could do no great miracles because of their unbelief. Mm-hmm. And then it says, except that he healed a few people. I mean, yeah, who accept this. Some miracles, but he couldn't do all that he planned. And he was God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, what the what we believe in and the atmosphere and the prevailing tone does affect how what is going on in regions. Mm-hmm. And you used that word broadcast, like it's um, broadcasting this tone uh, over these areas or over these individuals, much like a, a radio station would send out like signals or transmissions or broadcast. I, I found that very interesting that you use that term. Yeah, absolutely. I find it exactly like that. It's really easy for people to picture. And my whole message is you're not a victim. And how do we show? How do we become non-victims in the middle of feeling victimized with, right. by the world? And so it's easy to use that as you, you know, when you have a broadcast coming at you that you don't like, turn the channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of gives us authority to realize, oh, I don't have to listen to this. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And turning the channel simply is, I see you, and I'm not going to partner with you, and I, I send you back. I just turn the channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you use it with that analogy, I love analogies. I'm such a visual and that, you know, a person that loves analogies because then I can see it and <laughs> understand it. But when you talk about a radio station and those transmissions coming out, you know, if I, there's a station on that I don't like, what do I do in my car? I, I turn it, you know. Exactly. And, and I have the capability to decide, do I want to tune into this or do I want to you know, switch it off. So that plays a huge part, isn't it? Well, I think for me, you know, I, I pay attention. The most important thing is to find out what what is your normal? What, you know, are you normally a really happy person? So anything that tries to take me from that normal place of happiness is probably coming from the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I can take the bait and I can get angry or I can say, no, um, I, I'm a person of joy and I'm just not going to partner with discouragement and mm-hmm. hopelessness and whatever's coming at me. And that's turning the channel. I gotcha. But now, uh, and you go even further than that to tell us now, just if you just switch the channel, it doesn't really stop the broadcast necessarily, but we have to do something else. We have to release God's message into the atmosphere. Absolutely. The first step is basically changing the channel, but changing the channel doesn't stop the broadcast to everybody else who doesn't know to change the channel. Right. You know, you think about the TV shows that are on now on TV that are absolutely ungodly, and it's broadcasting that this lifestyle is normal and this life, that thing's normal and this sexuality is normal. And um, we can choose as believers to not watch it, but it doesn't stop um, it broadcasting to people who are willing to just watch it and say, oh, this is this is normal. So we need to give an alternative mm-hmm. for that. And mm-hmm. so basically it's like we're we're creating our own um, channels that we can, and it might not be 
you know, as a radio station, I'm talking as a channel. Right. It's a new age thing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <With that. laughs> so, yeah, oh, exactly. So our responsibility is to first, you know, discern it, you know, be able to identify it, at, switch it off, but then replace it with something like you're talking about now. And you have a favorite phrase when you're talking about rejecting these broadcasts. And you said it just a moment ago. Tell us that again. Yeah, my, it's so easy to say, I see you, and you put in whatever it is you're sensing. So let's say it's anger. I see you, anger. I'm not going to partner with you, and I send you back. And people are like, where do you send it to? I want to <laughs> send the broadcast to where it's coming from. Yeah. And um, some people, oh, but you're sending it back to a person. Well, if the person's broadcasting it, I am. But it's because, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Genesis, um, God tells Cain, sin is crouching at your door, but you must master it. And um, its desire is for you. So these, what people are releasing to you, the enemy is desires for you to take this, bite the apple, you know. And you're like, right, ah, I right. see that apple. You know, I want to bite that apple, but I'm not going to bite that apple. I just give it right back to you. <laughs> right. Okay, so there's, it's just basically a two-parter. We want to reject or switch off the things, and we want to replace it with, you know, a, a kingdom atmosphere there. So once we do that, we say what you said. And then how do you know what what to replace it with? I mean, how do you how do you determine well, the, that? The default the default's always gonna be the opposite. Okay. So if you're if you have a hard time discerning, let's say you're feeling a sexual perversion, um, my default is no, I, I see you sexual perversion. I'm not gonna partner with you. I send you back and I release purity. Mm. Um but if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do something different than that, then you would just do what he says. But the default will, will be the opposite. Okay. Okay. So default would be our first uh, our first choice. But I guess uh, if seeking the Holy Spirit or whatever, we he would lead us into something else, I guess. Absolutely. I was uh, giving an example of this. I was one day I, I just woke up from a a, a really yucky dream, and it was all about uh, uh, incest. And I'm like, oh, man. And I know that God, that I'm picking up the atmosphere broadcast. So I wake up, and I go right into warrior mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you know, I, I break off perversion. I'm uh, Number one, I'm not partnering with it, but I break off this perversion. I, I send you back, and I just, I just went off in God. I just declare protection over the children, protection to the parents that wouldn't listen to this, you know. And yes. I just kind of went in warrior mode. Yes. And then I talked to a, a friend of mine about a week later, who agreed with me what was going on in the atmosphere, and he said, you know, did you think to release proper intimacy, children with parents? Ah. No, I didn't. I stayed in warrior mode. I stayed in fear mode. Mm. I stayed in not on my watch. You're not going to hurt the children. And, you know, uh, but it was, it's fine in the sense that I'm, I am rejecting it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't release the opposite, I just went into warrior mode. I didn't release into what's the broadcast that right. God would want right. in an 
change. That is so, so great. I mean, as far as, you know, the knowledge of, of people understanding how to do that, to reject and then replace it with something that God would, would be a godly atmosphere. That is awesome. Well, listen, we're going to take a little break here. You're listening to Messianic Vision, and our special guest today is Donna De Silva. On this program, we are offering a very powerful resource from Donna. It's her brand new book, and four CD teaching series, Shifting Atmospheres. There's a total of eight messages on these four CDs, so don't miss your opportunity to get it today. When we come back, Donna is going to give us some real-life examples, a few more of them, that how to actually reject and replace negative atmospheres. So stay with us. Did you know that there is an invisible world that is alive with unseen spiritual activity? A battle between the forces of darkness and light. This unseen war affects our daily life, the lives of those we care about, and even the very atmosphere of the city we live in. God revealed to Donna De Silva how you can take dominion over the forces of darkness and shift the very atmosphere, transforming it into an environment for the kingdom of God to flourish. She wants to share with you how you can walk in the supernatural blessings and promises of God every day. Call now and get Donna De Silva's powerful revelatory book and audio CD curriculum, Shifting Atmospheres, Discerning and Displacing the Spiritual Forces Around You. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Ask for offer number 9486. Did you know that you could be a walking transmitter in the atmosphere of God, no matter what the situation is, no matter what's coming against you, no matter how how dark it feels. You are the light of the world and it's time that we start broadcasting His light into this world. Through her revelatory book and anointed audio CD package, you will understand that the demonic realm is continually broadcasting messages in the atmosphere to tempt us and cause us to stumble and fall. Learn that this demonic realm manifests an atmosphere of sin, fear, sickness, and faithlessness in the lives of those around us. Receive the power to switch off these demonic channels and turn Turn on God's supernatural channels of blessings. Be empowered to draw from the Holy Spirit's presence within you to release God's kingdom power and shift the world around you. Begin to demonstrate every day the authority of Jesus over the forces that war against your mind, your family, your God-given destiny and calling. At the end of each of her eight audio CD teaching sessions, Donna De Silva includes powerful life-changing prayers of activation and impartation that will help you begin accessing all of God's promises and blessings and to shift the atmosphere over yourself and in your home to that of heaven's manifest glory. Learn that there is nothing impossible for God working in and through you to confront the atmosphere of depression, anxiety, emotional and physical illness, the spirit of suicide, criminal activities and poverty, and to usher in an atmosphere of hope, faith, joy, deliverance, healing, salvation and peace. Do you really want this peace of God? in your family, in your job? Do you want to be able to be a broadcaster of peace rather than the junk that most people have? That's why this book was written. And a four CD series, Shifting Atmospheres. It's time for different results. It's time for the results that are promised to you. It's time 
to shift your atmosphere. Don't miss out on getting Donna De Silva's powerful revelatory book and audio CD curriculum, Shifting Atmospheres, Discerning and Displacing the Spiritual Forces Around You, yours for a donation of $39. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9486. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with my guest, Donna Da Silva, and we are talking about shifting atmospheres, which is a very, very intriguing subject to me. And I'm sure if you've been listening since the beginning of the program, it is for you as well. Donna, you were talking about uh, you and your son were on a trip together. In fact, I think it may have been when you were first starting to, to do the teachings on this subject, and you encountered an atmosphere of suicide. What, what happened? So, yes, about a month before our first ever Shifting Atmospheres conference, we got a phone call from a friend of mine who runs the Sozo ministry in her area saying that there was a real problem with uh, teen uh, suicides all the way down to elementary school mm. that they had found through prayer and, and doing um, asking God what's going on, that there were suicide packs, and it wasn't stopping, even though they were praying. And so... They asked us, when we come, would you please um, make sure that this is one of the things you tackle, is suicide. And unbeknownst to them, my son Corey was coming with us to lead worship, Mm -hmm. and he has a song that actually has an anointing to break suicide. And it's because of the attack on his own life that he has um, come over. So we got there, we did our conference, and the last thing we did is we went for the regional spirit. And it only one of the regional things we were dealing with was suicide, but we actually put everybody in four groups, uh, anyone who um, lived north or south and east and west, uh-huh. and we just had my son playing the song. He has two songs in the background that deal with this, and um, we just declared, you know, that this is this is not going to happen in our region, that this is not God's plan, and we just released life, and we said um, life and life abundant and all of the things you would think to say, and um, then we... Okay, we finished the conference, we felt excited, and we went home and found out that it had stopped in that region. Donna, can you, if you can remember, can you tell me kind of how did that prayer go, just so that people have, when they're listening, they can actually hear the words that, that you spoke and um, how that they could well, possibly do it? I won't know the, the words for it, but it, we go by Second Chronicles where it says, If mm-hmm. my people who are called by my name mm-hmm. will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. So it yeah. always starts first with, I ask you, God, to forgive me. Yes. And so what we found is um, if, if, there's a play, if there's a suicide um, release over the area, is it because it's just an assignment, or is it because maybe there's abortion that has opened a door to murder, um, which is a, you know, another way of killing our youth off? Yeah. And so we, we basically were, I asked you, God, to forgive me if I've ever partnered in my life with a spirit of murder, you know, even if I've never done yes, it, I've thought yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I asked you, God, to forgive me. It's a one-time thing. Sure. And then I asked, you know, God to forgive my, my county, my state, um, for having, um, you know, abortion clinics or having um, the ability to have, you know, um, we're an euthanasia for our elderly. Yes. All of that is, is tying into this uh 
type of go ahead, there's no reason, you know, mm. go ahead and kill yourself mm-hmm. or um, let them die. And so we just repented for that. And so, and we just declared, Papa, that that's not our heart, that this, that this county right. will not be known for that, which is turning from your wicked ways. And then we just said, Lord, we release life and life abundant. We just say that, that the children will go from glory to glory, that number one, they'll come into this world with health and be healthy, and the families will be healthy. The families will raise them. You know, you mm-hmm. just begin mm-hmm. just declaring things, and mm-hmm. all the way up to, you know, we will take care of the elderly, you know. Um, and, you know, and so you just are releasing in the moment what God is, you feel he's telling you to release. So yes. Yes. That would be kind of what we did. Yeah. Oh, no, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I just wondered if you had remembered that because I just feel like that's so powerful. And I know for me, sometimes I need to know, well, what do you say? What do you say? Just in, in all practicality. But here again, it's that same thing that you're teaching. You rejected what was going on and you released life and hope and, you know, life back into the community and, you know, that... I just think that that's amazing to be able to teach that and to pass that along to people so that they would be aware of that. That is amazing. I, you know, let's move on to something that, that I thought was also interesting. And I know I've said that about six times. Everybody's listening is, is thinking, she thinks everything she says is interesting, but I really, really do. <laughs> you know, we do, we, we do a lot of, we read a lot of books here and we listen to a lot of uh, teachings and uh, this is just so, I, I feel like it's unique, and I feel like it's for right now, and I feel like every single person listening will be able to benefit tremendously by it. But anyway, so let's move on. That was my little yeah. my little plug there. <laughs> you talk about something called finding your normal, and that will help you when you're trying to discern and identify finding your normal. Yeah, it's so important because how do I know if I'm hearing a radio station if if it is the same thing that I'm always releasing myself? So I I need to make sure what what is my normal? What if my normal is rage? I am not going to understand a radio station that's blaring rage because it's going to be it's going to make sense and my partnering with it is going to look the same as every day. So in order to have authority over these ungodly broadcasts, we need to find out what is our normal. And mm-hmm. our normal should mm-hmm. be the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we, no. we we all hope that, yes. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to look like Jesus. And so if we're not looking like Jesus, there's something inside of us we need to fix. Because I, I cannot have authority over an atmosphere that I partner with myself. Right. So if I walk in sexual sin, I do not have authority over a demonic atmosphere of sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's in my opinion, but I just, I just don't see the, the benefit of that because I'm sitting with it and not over it in Christ and heavenlies. I, I'm not sitting with Christ in the heavenlies in, in sexual sin. I'm sitting there, but part of that is not there. I don't know how to explain that any differently, but yeah. part of me yeah. is under it and not sitting over it. Yeah. Pastor Bill has a great quote, our pastor from Bethel Church. He said, you know, he thinks about, you know, Jesus on the boat and the disciples, the fishermen are like, we're going to drown, which means it was quite a storm. <laughs> and and they go, Jesus, wake up, we're going to drown, and don't you care? And he gets up from sleep, and he says, peace, hush, be still. And the waves are quiet, and they're amazed. 
And Pastor Bill says you only have authority over the storms you can sleep through. Oh, wow. I absolutely love that because I'm like, I get it. So if, if I have a normal that is tossing me to and fro, I don't have authority over that storm. Well, you know what? I, I think in my own life sometimes I, I feel like I'm a very even person, you know, I don't have too many highs and lows, you know, I think I, I feel like I'm joyful and positive most of the time. And, uh, you know, I love, love people. And once in a while, I can just feel this agitation. And since I have been studying this, I thought, you know, now I can, I can recognize that because I know what my normal is. And I, I think yes. most people probably do. It's like those internal truths inside of us, right? Um, so I know what it is. So now that I've been studying this message, I mean, immediately I will know what to do with that when I, when I see that, because that is not my normal. And you'll have authority over it. And if you've been practicing this, you've probably noticed it already that it's working. Yeah, yeah. Well, fortunately, where, where I work here, I don't have too many times that I have to practice. <laughs> Yeah, not too many people anger you there. Okay, that's good news. I'll know that. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, the atmosphere is very good here. But but you know what? All of us face that in, in places, and not just like agitation or anger, but, but many very serious things like you were talking about, you know, like the, that are in the regions and that are controlling people, and they don't even realize that they're under this, this type of uh, this, the, the effects of this atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when we teach this. I mean, it is so fun to watch people realize, I get it. You know, I, I have been tossed to and fro. And, you know, I was in a, a room with a, a bunch of guys years ago that were in a sexual addiction. And mm-hmm. I walked in the room and I, I scanned the room kind of like, mm, you know, I just kind of looked in the spirit realm. And I said, guess what? And they're like, what? And I said, a third of you should not still be in this room. And a third of the guys were like, what do you mean? And, you know, two-thirds were like, yeah, she's not talking to us. Uh-huh. And I said, <laughs> I said, because a third of you have been set free from sexual sin. You felt the deliverance happen. You felt it leave mm-hmm. you. But you've, gone, you've walked through sexually charged atmospheres, which are everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> now. And you had a thought or a picture, and you're like, oh, no, I'm not free. And you've reopened a door rather than realizing, no, that's not your normal anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not you. So, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. It was really fun because a third of the guys are like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now, now, will that work for anyone? If you can find your normal, if you can develop your healthy normal, will that help them to discern and identify this in the future? Absolutely. It, you know, because we are to conform to the image of Christ. And so, I mean, there are still places in me that aren't normally uh, joyful and gleeful. And, and so there are things I know that I'm still working on um, to conform more to the image mm-hmm. of Christ, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. But anything, but even in that, negativity is not my norm. Right. So I yeah, cannot wake either. up like, you know, somebody like Tigger, whoo it's a great day <laughs> every day. <laughs> but I do wake up expecting something good to happen. And yes. so if I wake up and all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, no, it's going to be a terrible day, I know already that there's a broadcast saying it's going to be a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to partner with it. And no, because, you know, all of God's promises are yes and amen. And, you know, I know the plans he has for me. 
declares the Lord, you know, that to give me a future and a hope. And, right. You know, so there are ways to, to reach, and, oh, okay, now I'm back to who I'm supposed to be. Because you recognized that that was not your normal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's... so, you know, you've got to get the hooks. If your normal is not representing Christ, you have got to get inner healing. You've got to get some deliverance if you need it, um, because you you will not have authority over what you struggle with mm-hmm. um, in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. If 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 nobody has learned this before, if we haven't studied it, if this is new for us, like it was for me and probably some of the, the listeners out there today, how do we begin? What what do we begin with to to start discerning these spiritual atmospheres? Where where's the place we begin? Well, you know, I the phrase again um, is finding your norm, and um, I have another phrase called check yourself at the door. <laughs> it's like it's kind of funny because I'm very pictorial myself. So in the morning before you head out your door, um, pay attention, be self-aware. How do I feel? Mm-hmm. Am I excited about the day? Am I looking forward to the conversations that are happening? And then from that moment, anything that moves you from that place is where you begin to pay attention. Okay, where did I lose that that positivity? Where yes. did I lose that yeah. excitement? Where did yeah. I lose my peace? And and start paying attention to, is it everywhere? Is it the same place every time? Um, are you walking your neighborhood and you're fine, and then every time you walk by one certain house, you're afraid? Yes. Uh, pay attention to that because it's, it's giving you a clue as to what, what is going on in the home. So discernment is a, a very important tool when it comes to, to learning to shift atmospheres. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, I think discernment is one of the least used gifts in the Bible. It's just like, no, we've, we've checked out discernment because discerners made some messes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, accusing everyone. And so we're just going to forget it. But that's not wise either. Sure, sure. And I, I know this, this can affect all of us, just like you've been explaining. Um, tell me about the, the atmosphere of sexual violence. Now that's, you know, we've been talking a little about agitation and that kind of thing, but this can be very serious in areas. And uh, you encountered that not so long ago. And tell me how you dealt with that. Well, it was very interesting because we had walked this area. It was in, um, in the UK and we had walked around uh, and, and then during the day and we were like, wow, you know, this feels pretty safe, pretty good. And uh, went to bed that night, and I had dreams, actually nightmares, all night long, where I would wake myself up mm-hmm. just before I was raped. I mean, it was it was such a nightmare. A it was nightmare, crazy, yeah. and and I was like, ah, ah, and I was agitated. I thought this is bizarre. I know enough to know that I'm picking up the atmosphere, but at the same time, I thought, well, why would I? I'm, I could be wrong because we didn't sense this during the day when we were walking around. Right. So I went and knocked on my son's door. It was my um, younger son this time, and uh, Timmy. And he was—he kind of looked like he was exhausted. I said, "Ah, ha, ha! You have jet lag." He goes, "No, mom, it's not that." He said, "All night long, I dreamt of rescuing women from being raped." My. I thought, Ooh. oh, so he picked it up from a man's standpoint. Yes. And you know, for him being a a protector of women rather than a violator of women, Mm -hmm. he picked it up as his job to protect. And so we actually spoke to the church, and um, there were street pastors that we were talking to, and Mm -hmm. we said, well, tell us about this, because 
it didn't seem violent we were walking around. And they said, oh, that's because you were walking around in the day during the week. Mm-hmm. But on the weekends, mm-hmm. everybody comes from the um, out neighboring areas, and there's drugs and alcohol and women, you know, dressed, obviously, for the parties. And it, there's sexual violence occurs on the weekends all the time here. Yeah, yeah. So we picked up a broadcast. Right. And then what did you um, do, Your uh, the street right. pastors, so your we, son, yourself? Yeah. So we asked them, you know, what, what what's your plan? And they talked about how they, they try to be on the street so that they can um, help and protect any of the women, um, send them home, you know, by cab if they need to. And I said, well, right. how about we get a little more proactive? And how about we, as you walk your streets, you begin to release um, the protection, like the men in the area will begin to protect the women, mm-hmm. that there will be proper intimacy, that you'll, you know, we break off addiction, but we don't just break, we release. Right. So, um, right. you know, people go to pubs and, and go to get drunk because they're missing something in their life. And so uh, I said, start asking God, what do you want us to release over our neighborhoods and over this, this area? I came back a year later and they had said it had drastically changed the atmosphere of the area to the point that the police department had asked them, um, you know, we notice that things are happening when you are in the area. Um, would, would you like, you know, more caps or more um, shirts, you know, that you're <laughs> doing? Because we really appreciate what you're yes. doing. A year later, the school in the area had asked them to come on campus during the school release time when they would let the students out. You can't pray for the kids. Can't You can maybe not even talk to them unless they talk to you. And they said, why do you want us? They said, because we've noticed that when you're there, things are different. Yes, yes. Yes. That is an, an amen. Yes, amen. I, I have to say that, and uh, that is awesome to hear, awesome to learn. And uh, we're going to take a little break um, talking with Donna De Silva today about shifting atmospheres. This is definitely a must-have for your home or for your church. Once again, it's Donna's brand-new book and four-CD teaching series called Shifting Atmospheres. And remember, there's a total of eight messages on these four CDs. Well, are you ready to be a walking transmitter of God into every atmosphere you encounter? Then don't go away because we'll be right back. Did you know that there is an invisible world that is alive with unseen spiritual activity? A battle between the forces of darkness and light. This unseen war affects our daily life, the lives of those we care about, and even the very atmosphere of the city we live in. God revealed to Donna De Silva how you can take dominion over the forces of darkness and shift the very atmosphere, transforming it into an environment for the kingdom of God to flourish. She wants to share with you how you can walk in the supernatural blessings and promises of God every day. Call now and get Donna De Silva's powerful revelatory book and audio CD curriculum, Shifting Atmospheres, Discerning and Displacing the Spiritual Forces Around You. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Ask for offer number 9486. Did you know that you could be a walking transmitter in the atmosphere of God, no matter what the situation is, no matter what's coming against you, no matter how dark it feels. You are the light of the world, and it's time that we start broadcasting His light into this world. Through her revelatory book and anointed audio CD package, you will understand that the demonic realm is 
continually broadcasting messages in the atmosphere to tempt us and cause us to stumble and fall. Learn that this demonic realm manifests an atmosphere of sin, fear, sickness, and faithlessness in the lives of those around us. Receive the power to switch off these demonic channels and turn on God's supernatural channels of blessings. Be empowered to draw from the Holy Spirit's presence within you to release God's kingdom power and shift the world around you. Begin to demonstrate every day the authority of Jesus over the forces that war against your mind, your family, your God-given destiny and calling. At the end of each of her eight audio CD teaching sessions, Donna Da Silva includes powerful life-changing prayers of activation and impartation that will help you begin accessing all of God's promises and blessings and to shift the atmosphere over yourself and in your home to that of heaven's manifest glory. Learn that there is nothing impossible for God working in and through you to confront the atmosphere of depression, anxiety, emotional and physical illness, the spirit of suicide, criminal activities and poverty, and to usher in an atmosphere of hope, faith, joy, deliverance, healing, salvation, and peace. Do you really want this peace of God in your family, in your job? Do you want to be able to be a broadcaster of peace rather than the junk that most people have? That's why this book was written. And a four CD series, Shifting Atmospheres. It's time for different results. It's time for the results that are promised to you. It's time to shift your atmosphere. Don't miss out on getting Donna De Silva's powerful revelatory book and audio CD curriculum, Shifting Atmospheres, Discerning and Displacing the Spiritual Forces Around You, yours for a donation of $39. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9486. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9486 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Donna De Silva, and we have been having a great conversation today about shifting atmospheres, and I'm sure you're learning a lot as I have been. Um, Donna, uh, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, the fact that we could become walking transmitters. We've been talking about broadcasting and transmitting all these signals, but we can become walking transmitters of, of the godly things that he wants to put in the atmosphere. How do we do that? Well, absolutely. We should, as Christians, we are the light of the world, and we should be re- releasing who he is in us. We, should, we shouldn't be the grumpy people in the restaurant <laughs> or on the road. We should be the ones saying, bless them, and not like bless them, but really honestly like, okay, Lord, we just bless them, and they're in a hurry. Lord, give them open doors so that they can get there on time and be safe. And mm-hmm. so it's like we are releasing with our words, and our attitudes, what um, we we would like Jesus to be releasing through us. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not just shifting the atmospheres around us all the time, but but also learning how to steward our own broadcasts and what we're putting out there. Absolutely, well said, Donna. What should we be asking ourselves as we go through the day? Well, I like to kind of take a look at myself and say, you know, what am I releasing into the atmosphere? What 
what am I giving off? It could be negative, it could be positive, but I'm trying to check and see what am I doing, and at the same time, what am I receiving? What what are people giving off to me mm-hmm. that they're trying to pass me the ball, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to take that ball, or, oh, shoot, I just took that ball. Yes. <laughs> I, need to, yes. I need to let that ball go. So paying attention to what we are actually releasing into the atmosphere as well as what is coming at us at the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. You know that, and I I love that you talk about our homes, you know, that that our homes are the physical manifestations of of the territories that we possess. And uh, you you told a wonderful story about uh, the atmosphere in your own home and how that affects the people that work for you. I know, it's really funny. And um, finally, we had someone put words to it long, long before I wrote this book. And it was like, that was funny. But my husband carries an anointing um, over finances. Mm-hmm. And so um, we would have people come start work for us who, who needed, they were starting businesses. Yeah, yeah, come do our lawn or yeah, be our handyman. And sooner or later, uh, they they either had to leave us because they were too busy in there, or they'd have to put us on the back burner because they were too busy. Um, it's funny because they said, one of our guys said, no, it's it's you guys, it's your anointing that working for you, have, we have come under the anointing that you carry. And our um, housekeeper, our cleaner, who comes in every couple weeks, she says, I love doing work for you. It's so peaceful in your oh, home. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So both areas of that. Yeah. So your home has an atmosphere. What what if somebody wants to change the atmosphere in their home or if they want to make sure that they are transmitting a, a good, godly atmosphere? What what are some steps there? Well, you know, I I really think it's important that we bring the family in on this. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be the prayer warrior and I'm going to change yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. I think we need to have a family meeting, you know. Uh, what what atmosphere does the family want? You know, so rather than telling your kids, you can't bring that into that head-banging music in, and <laughs> it's like, okay, family, what do you want in this atmosphere? Do we want peace or do we want strife? Do we want anger? Do we want peace, uh, happiness? Uh, do we want joy? Are we for each other or are we against each other? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you can get a buy-in with your family, then you can all gently hold each other accountable. Yes. So that when something else comes into the atmosphere, you can say, um, is that what we all want? You know, and not like, is that what mom wants, but is that what we want as a right. family? Right. Uh, you know, our families, our families should be the place we go to when everyone else is against us. Our families should, you know, be right. the ones that are for us and a place of rest and not a place of strife. And is that what we want, kids? You know, do we want uh, mom and dad to be for us? Do we want you to be for us? Or do we mm-hmm. want to be angry at each other? Mm-hmm. And Let's let's put a list of words separate and then come together and figure out if there's crossover words. Okay, well let's let's work on this and then how do we put this into action into our home? Right. That is such great information because it's not just one person or not just you and you're not doing it secretly without anybody knowing it. Every single person is involved in in creating this and it's 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 what you want to uh, what you want have represented in your home. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that is wonderful. Um, talk to me a little bit about the angelic realm. Well, it, the angelic realm is less. I talk about way less than I do the other realm because I'm hoping that we are picking up the angelic realm. I'm hoping that people are paying attention and and um, following what God is is partnering with in the angelic realm. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, there are two thirds angels and one third demons. 
Yes. And so, um, you know, I've heard pastors say, you know, that the angel of the Lord is here for healing, and then you just watch healing break out. Just mm-hmm. crazy fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only literally seen an angel one time, and it scared me more than the demonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've seen... In my mind's eye, I've seen a lot of the angelic realm, but to actually physically see it in front of me was mm-hmm. just one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I think the general uh, thinking and consensus behind that is the angels, these beings are here to help us. Uh, like you said, there's two thirds them and one third in the demonic realm. So they are here to help us when we are coming against negative atmospheres or evil or dark atmospheres. Yeah, um, I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna say this name completely wrong, but I have found one of when I'm really struggling and I feel like everything is against me and I feel like the wars on every side. I really call upon Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of Hosts, the Lord of Hosts, mm-hmm. and um, I he, he rallies the hosts, you know. And you're like, I need the host to come fight for me because yes. I am too weak or I I don't know how. Um, and, you know, so I actually love calling upon the name of God for the situation we need so that it actually partners with yes. the release of the angelic for that. Yes. Wow, that's good. That's really good. You know, I, I want to spend some time before we leave everybody today and just let you talk to those that are listening and maybe um, help them kind of find out where they are and find and, uh I don't know, just to, to get this down into their spirits a little bit deeper, if you would like to address them just for a moment. Yeah, I think when I first wrote um, my original Atmospheres 101 manual, um, I, I wrote it as, my brain thought as a schematic. It's like, yes, no, push here, do this, kind of like a, a phone app, which hasn't happened yet. But it was like, you wake up in the morning and you're afraid. And so my first response, well, you know, you would look at it and say, okay, did you watch a scary movie last night? If you hit yes, it would say, okay, repent. You need to repent and say, yeah. I'm sorry, God, for opening a door to fear. If the answer is no, then the next question would be, did you have a fight with a spouse or a child before going to bed? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, well, you need to repent for going to bed angry and um, and you need to clean up your mess with the family member. No, um, <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so then it's like, all right, then it's possible you're picking up a broadcast of anger or fear mm-hmm. going on in the atmosphere. Then you would say, I see you fear. I'm not going to partner with you. I send you back. And you would begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, if, if fear is what's being released, what do you want me to release in the day? Assurance. Um, care, compassion, and so Mm -hmm. you will be ready as you walk out into the day to actually help combat for other people the broadcasts that they're sensing. Yes, that is good. Uh, I think think a lot of people deal with that and probably some other things that they can um, sort of use that example, the examples that you have uh, provided today. I wanted to talk uh, just before we leave about weapons of warfare, because as I said in the beginning, a lot of people teach on spiritual warfare, but I have never really heard anybody teach it from the perspective that you did as far as discerning and shifting atmospheres. Um, so talk to us a little bit about, about what the Bible tells us and provides for us as far as weapons that we can use when we're in spiritual warfare. 
Yeah, I, obviously the, the Word, the Bible, is going to be um, a great weapon for us because it is the weapon that God tells us in Ephesians 6, um, that it's able to cut through, you know, marrow and flesh. And so you're going to need the Word of God, obviously, to be ready for warfare. But also with that, um, discernment is a huge weapon. Yes. It's, I think it's the greatest weapon for us in the, the initial phase of being able to see what is it I'm fighting. The mm-hmm. Word of God, then we pick it up and we go, aha, here's a scripture that says you will not fear. You know, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but I have to know fear is what's coming at me. So discernment sure. is, is huge for us. Worship, praise, um, in the middle of situations when, you know, you shouldn't be worshiping because things are harassing you mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. and the worship erupts from you. It's like, it's like, no, you are reminding the enemy who you serve, you know, and it kind of replaces you back um, on with Christ in the heavenly places. I love, honestly, the power of speaking in tongues. Yes. It's crazy yes. because the enemy is harassing my mind and tongues disconnects my mind. Yes. Gets my spirit man to rise up and go, no, you can't do it, you know. And so in that case, in prayer, obviously, um, for myself, for other people, intercessory prayer, prayer for yourself, and then just releasing the fruit of the spirit. You know, joy is a powerful weapon and peace. You know, it's the God of peace that will soon crush Satan under your feet. Amen. <laughs> I mean, it's like, how is that possible? <laughs> you know, so it's like, hmm, in uh, the peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Well, while mm-hmm. it's guarding my heart mm-hmm. and my mind, it's kicking the enemy's tush. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is a lot. I mean, that's a lot that will help us. It's readily available to us uh, when we are facing any of these things and encountering any of these things in our in the spiritual atmosphere. Well, Donna, it's been such a pleasure to have you today. I would love for you to pray for those that are listening right now, if you would, before we leave and, um, and just minister however you would want to in prayer. Okay. So Papa, I just speak right now um, to anyone's spirit who has been in torment. And I just declare that that is not from God. And I speak to those people who have been like, yeah, I tried Jesus and it didn't work because I'm still tormented. And I just declare you're not fighting the right fight. And I speak right now to the spirit inside of you and the Holy Spirit down inside of you. And I, I say, wake up each person's spirit that they would fight properly in the spirit realm, that they would understand they are not fighting flesh and blood. They're not fighting family. They're not fighting themselves. They're fighting a spiritual realm. And Papa, you would show them how to get the weapons equipped to clean out what's going on inside so that there's no hooks. And I just declare an end to torment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So be it. Donna, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I'm Donna Chavis, and this is Messianic Vision. Thanks to Donna DeSilva for being with us. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Donna's brand new book and four CD teaching series, Shifting Atmospheres. Sid? Donna DeSilva's teaching on changing your spiritual atmosphere, it's a must for your home or your congregation. This powerful resource includes Donna's brand new book and four CD teaching series called Shifting Atmospheres. Each of the CDs contains two lessons, so you get a total of eight lessons on four CDs. How would you like the atmosphere of heaven in your home? So be sure to get Donna's brand new book and four CD teaching series called Shifting Atmospheres 
all for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Ask for offer number 9486. Once again, that's offer number 9486.